the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God, rather than this world, our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's Word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes. So keep pen and paper handy. Can't have here, can't have move. And then God began to do something extraordinary through you. that You can't give nobody the credit but God all by himself. Do I have a witness? <laughs> through all your aches and pains and crippleness and arthritis and high blood pressure, God give you strength like only he could give. Ephesians 16 says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. His strength to the glory of God. Another vision killer is stubbornness. Say stubbornness. That's why some children can't get anywhere. They stubborn. You got to ask mama why, daddy why? Because they said so. If you heard them, obey them the first time so you can be mature. Stop stunning your maturity through obstinance, young folk. If you don't get the message, you get the board. Don't y'all say amen. amen. Get a spanking. The Bible say, the Bible say a whole lot about whippings. Now, now y'all say, oh, he said somebody said beat him. Yeah, yeah. It does say that too. But, not, I, but I'm not an advocate of child abuse. I want to say that now because some things, horrible things are being done in, in the name of discipline. That's just horrible. But healthy, discipline, and God has given children fatty tissue on the backside for a purpose. Won't y'all say amen? That's why it's there. That's why it's there. That tissue is, is, is that's right. Now, I know we got some fatty tissue in other areas, but that part is, you, is to be used when children don't get the message talk-wise. Some consequences has to be felt. Stubbornness is the inability to listen to godly counsel. The inability to listen to godly counsel. Children, you, if you don't listen to your parents, you're a fool. You're a fool. You say, what? And yet you are a fool. You're, you're God, we just came from Africa. All those little orphan children, a lot of them don't have education. Will you sponsor me, Pastor Draper? Mama Draper, will you spend? I mean, uh, kids with no, no, no shoes on. 
just hundreds. Eric, look this way, children. Look that way, children. Look, barefoot children. Some classrooms, with, they wait, they trust in God for furniture. And they stand up in the, school, the schoolroom with no desk and writing with the paper in their hands, standing. And our kids can't learn sitting in a seat. You see, we got so much. And the more they get, the worse they act. Stubbornness is the inability to listen to godly counsel. Not just, and some of these kids are stubborn because parents are stubborn too. You're unyielding, strong-willed, headstrong wife, headstrong husband, bullheaded. Stubbornness restricts the work of God in your life and keeps you from reaching your God-given potential. It, it, it does that. You know, you know what you, 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 you heard what you ought to do, but you made up your mind, I'm not doing that. You don't say it, but it's in your spirit. And, I, and that's a vision killer. And you get 80 and still look dry. Nothing to show for it. Then you go in depression and you've been the issue. I, another vision killer, draining relationships. Say it, draining relationships. Cut off people who are a drag on your life. You must surround yourself with the right people who keep you challenged and motivated. There are people who are a drag on your life, and they're dragging you down. They come in your life, mess you up, and when all is said and done, you wiped out. You, you see, draining relationships. Jay, people-pleasing is a vision killer. People-pleasing. Is a vision killer. Your vision cannot become a reality trying to be all things to all people. That's right. That's right. You, 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 you can't make it like that. If you don't get your plan from God and follow it, people will be quick to give you theirs to the detriment of the vision God gave you. Remain focused, stay with God's plan for your life, and press on. There are people, there are a lot of folk coming out my office. Well, we need, we, we like for you to do this and we would like for you to do that. A lot of people, a lot of folk coming by the office. Want, this, is good, this is good for Maranatha. That's good for Maranatha. Oh, listen, I can't be on everybody else's plan. Come over here to this function. Come over there. We having this day and over here to that day and we doing this. Listen, if I scatter y'all everywhere, we'll lose our purpose for being a church. I have to say no. Okay, another vision killer is doubt. Say doubt. Unable to believe by faith that God can accomplish his vision through you. That's right. James 1, 6 says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Philippians 1, 6 says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. That work of God through salvation, his plan and purpose for your life, he is able, if you yield to him, to work out the work that he has planted in your heart. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, and when you begin to focus on these scriptures, doubt begins to wane as your vision begins to increase in your life. Another one, Jay, 
Another vision killer is insecurity. Say insecurity. This is lack. This, this is a lack of confidence and a self-doubt. Uh, uh, I can't do this because it's too hard. Uh, 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 or you say insecurely, I, I never done it this way before. Or, or insecurely, you don't even try because what if I fail? Well, <laughs> if, if, I'd rather fail trying than sitting there not doing anything. You know, go. So what you fail? Everybody that has arrived, anyone that has arrived, has failed trying to get to where they want to be. That's right. You should have seen some of my messages when I first started preaching. I failed. I didn't just start preaching like this when I first stood up to preach. Somebody had to bow with me. Don't just say, Amen. And any preacher that's gonna really tell the truth, you know, people just say, "Oh, he preached a good sermon." You didn't. It wasn't that good. It was just encouraging you. <laughs> they just say he'll get there after a while. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Don't just say amen. You got to start somewhere. You got, and it starts through encouragement. Through encouragement, it starts through encouragement. So, so uh, don't worry about failing. If you fail, then get up and try it again. You, you, you take a test. I, fl- I flunked it three times. Well, try the fourth time. Well, what, four times. Well, try again. It, it just try. Keep trying. Now, sometimes God will use failure to re- redirect you. you tr- he keeps letting you fail because he's trying to get you in another area that he wants you to be. And you keep trying to go this way. He keeps on saying, I'm going to flunk you until you get over there. <laughs> Amen. So you God, be, but that's why you got to sit before God and you got to hear him. Amen. Are y'all hanging with me? How many of y'all need what y'all getting? Okay. Uh, M. Another vision killer is pride. Pride is self-sufficiency. I don't need nobody to help me. I do it myself. That's pride. Leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. That's pride. Pride causes me to think I can accomplish my vision without counsel or help from other, others. Everybody needs somebody. And you fooling yourself. You think you're going to live your life without anybody. That's right. My dear, good friend had a stroke the other day. I'm glad his wife saw things happening before the morning, rushed him to the hospital before that snow blizzard got in. What if she wasn't there? You could, you say, I don't need nobody. Well, just slip in the tub and get unconscious. You wish you would have had somebody to pull you from under. You can drown in one foot of water if nobody's there to pull you out of that tub. That's right. Somebody need to know your number. Somebody need to know your address. Somebody need to have a key to your house. That's right. Somebody else need to know how to get to you in case of an emergency. Sometimes you can be so secret until you kill yourself. You do what I just said? Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Yeah, what's the big secret? Oh, <laughs> tell somebody something. Tell somebody something. The Bible says two is better than one. That is the Bible. You, 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 it's a three-strand cord. <laughs> it's, not, it's not easily broken. Huh? You, you need some help. God made us to be interdependent and not dependent. That's why you're the body of Christ. You'll not be hurting and we don't know it. 
Amen. Somebody in this congregation can help you if you just speak up. You got too much pride to say, I don't have a job. Well, you're, you're not the only one here without a job. Say something. Somebody knows something. You could have been at a job if you just let your request be made known. Oh, God, help me. Another end, another vision killer is discouragement. Say discouragement. Satan will always strategically place people in your path to tell you why your vision can't work. Refuse to receive it and press on. You got people who know how to discourage. Oh, man, what you doing that for? I mean, I, I can just imagine how Noah was discouraged building an ark and it had never rained. Who told you, Noah? God. He kept building. Have you ever seen rain before? No. When is it going to rain? I don't know. They thought he was the biggest fool like that. Big in this massive boat. But he believed God and he preached. And the irony, the sad part about it is only his family got on board. And the animals had more sense than the people. God called the animals. They went on all those species two by two. God used Noah to be the spokesman to humanity and they mocked him. Animals got saved when people died. Bad when you can teach a dog to jump through hoops and you can't. (laughs) Discouragement. Oh God, help me preach this message. Oh Unreadiness is a vision killer. Unreadiness. By faith, prepare yourself now. How how many of you all believe God to do something in in you? How many of you all want God to work a miracle in your life? Now, don't raise your hand. Don't lie in God's house. I want to know those who want God this year to do something extraordinary, something supernatural, a new thing that you have never seen before in this season of your life. Is there anybody here who believes God with me? Well, you got to be ready for the blessing. By faith, prepare yourself now in expectation of what God is about to do to you, through you, with you, for you. Position yourself for the open door that can come unexpectedly at any moment. Many dreams are dashed to pieces simply because you could not seize your God moment when God suddenly opened the door of opportunity only to find you unprepared because you were out of position. You got to position yourself. You got to believe God and get ready even though you don't see it now. You see it coming by faith. And you preparing yourself tenaciously, relentlessly, fiercely, 
because you believe God is about to do something. And when that door opened, you don't have to make all the excuses why you can't go. And the door of opportunity closes and somebody else get it because they were more ready than you. You young folk, it's time to get yourself ready. Time for you to study. Time for you to burn midnight oil. That's right. Time for you to get off the phone and off Facebook, Facebook and get in the textbook. Amen. Amen. You got to compete with a whole lot of folk. That's right. I'm going to tell you something. It's getting to the day now where getting a BA degree is not much of a degree. That's just a starter now. Used to be years ago when you had a BA, a bachelor's degree, you had something. But now they start now. You got to already be at the next level. Huh? You got to have skills. And you say, well, college is not for me. Be a big brick mason. I almost said big mason, but be a brick mason. <laughs> be a plumber. That's right. Everybody needs some water. Everybody needs some water. I dare you to go do, get, us, get skilled in cement. You know how much cement costs? You know how to pour that cement and, and, and lay folk foundations? Huh? Get your skill. It ought not be certain races that just know how to build houses. We all know how to build some houses. We all know how to build some houses. They talking about, <laughs> Peter told me a long time ago, <laughs> Peter, considerable from Africa. He said they talking about illegal aliens. And he said they trying to send them back to across the border, Pastor Draper, but who's going to build y'all houses? <laughs> but listen, all of us ought to have some skills. It's nothing wrong with being carpenters. And knowing how to lay carpet. That's right. Know how, to put in, know how to put in some stuff. And if you don't know how to do it, you better make enough to pay somebody to do it. You have skills. Have skills. Do have. Do it well. Folk hell not be falling out because you unqualified. <laughs> oh, my hair came out. <laughs> Now, mine didn't come out because of that now. <laughs> Unreadiness. P, a divided allegiance is a vision killer. A divided allegiance. God does not bless unfaithfulness. There is no wisdom from God. There is no plan of God. No direction from God. A word of God, a word from God, as long as you worship and serve other gods. If you want God to, to give you a vision, to fulfill his plan through you, if you want to see, if you want to, if you, if you want to see things, the likes of which you've never seen before, you have to have an undivided allegiance to Jesus Christ. Exodus 23 says, you shall have no other gods before me. Look at Joshua chapter 24. Everybody with a Bible. Turn to Joshua's 20. I'm almost done. Joshua 24, uh, verses 20 through 24. Joshua chapter 24, verses 20 through 24. When you finally say amen, Joshua chapter 24, you have to have an undivided allegiance to God. Joshua 24, verses 20 through 24 says, If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume 
you after he has done you good. Look, look at that. After he has done you good. Now see, don't be afraid. Look, thank you. Don't be afraid to underline and highlight your Bible in your Bible. Look, if you forsake the Lord and serve what? Foreign gods. Huh? Then he will turn and do you what? Harm. And he will consume you. You know what consume you mean? Kill you. God knows how to kill you. Look, he will kill you after he has done you good. That's right. You ever had parents tell you, your parents, you know, I brought you in this world. That's right. I fed you and clothed you, but listen, I'll take you out of here. Uh, he He said, I will kill you after I've done you good. After I've helped you, blessed you, got you, got you over into the promised land, caused you to drink out of uh, uh, wells you didn't dig, live in houses you didn't build, put a land of milk and honey, and you do me wrong, after I've done you good, I'll kill you. That's in the Bible. Y'all see that? It's right there. Verse 21. And the people said to Joshua, no, but we will serve the Lord. So Joshua said to the people, you are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord for yourselves to serve him. And they said, we are witnesses. Now, therefore, he said, put away the foreign gods huh, which are among you and incline your, your heart to the Lord God of Israel. Look at verse 24. And the people said to Joshua, the Lord our God, we will serve and his voice we will obey. Wow. Jeremiah 25, 6 says, just jot it down for time's sake. Jeremiah 26 says, do not go after other gods to serve them and worship them and do not provoke me to anger with the works of your hands and I will not harm you. You, that's right. Stop making gods out of people. That's right. Talk more about folk than God. God. Stop making a God out of yourself and God out of things. Uh, Next, listen, another vision killer is a sinful lifestyle. Say that. A sinful, a sinful lifestyle. A sinful lifestyle causes you to miss your vision and not to see your vision come to fruition. A sinful lifestyle causes spiritual blindness of vision. A sinful lifestyle brings on confusion. A sinful lifestyle defiles you. It it creates setbacks and puts you in position to be chastened by God. I love what Psalms 51, 1 through 4 says. Turn there, if you will. Psalms 51. You got your Bibles. You may as well use it. Uh, Psalms 51, 1 through 4. When you find it, say amen. Have mercy on me. Now, this is after David had messed up with another woman, another man's wife. And now he's coming clean before God after Nathan had told him, you are the man. Psalms 51, 1 through 4 says, have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out, wipe out my transgressions. You know, transgressions means what? Sins. 
Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, another word for sin, and cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my sin. That's what you got to do with your sin. You got to own up to your sin and call sin for what it is. Your sin is not a mistake. Your sin is not an accident. Your sin is sin. He says, I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is always before me against you. You only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. If you want God to do a new thing with you, and if you want God to cause you to soar like an eagle, you better confess your sins and keep clean before God and live in such a way that the Lord can bless you. Because God is not going to bless your mess. Okay? God is not going to bless your mess, my mess, or anybody else's mess. He's not going to bless your sin. God blesses faithfulness. He blesses holiness. So you have to deal with the sins of the heart, sin of attitude. Sometimes you, you, you say, well, you might not be stealing uh, a ham out of Sam's, but you got a bad spirit. That's sinful. I mean, your spirit is bad. You, you're not cussing and you're not slapping folk and you're not, you're not doing all that kind of stuff, but, but you got a bad spirit. I'm going to tell you something. People who walk with the Lord know when your spirit's not right. Anybody talk? Am I talking to anybody here? Have you, have you ever seen a bad, have you ever tested a spirit, about a spirit, and you can sense something about that person even though you don't know it, but it's something about that spirit that just won't register with your spirit. And let me tell you, and when you, and when you dating you young folk, n- number one, stop dating so young. That's never on young folk. Stop day 14 talking about I'm in love. You don't know what love, you can't hardly spell it. Love, you, I mean, you be in love with books. Be in love with discipline. You know, I, I haven't seen a child yet to say I'm in love with math, reading. I, I'm, I, I'm in love with English and Spanish. I, I'm, I'm in love with determination and zeal and my passion for God. Be in love there. These little silly boys will blow you up and don't have a, a, a I don't want to say what I wanted to say. <laughs> Y'all, <laughs> but the last word is I-N. <laughs> now, if y'all didn't catch it too bad. <laughs> relationships. That's right. I didn't get married till I almost had my master's degree. I was slow. That's right. But I was glad I was slow. I moved too fast. I'd have missed my blessing. I wouldn't have found my Darlene. See, see, you missed a real blessing moving too fast. Folk use you up. Now you, you, you get the real spouse and you don't have nothing to offer. You're all physically messed up. Can't do nothing at honeymoon time. Everything wiped you out. Why don't you say amen? Don't look at me. You know what I'm talking about. Just to mess everything up. Ain't no moon for the honey. 
I'm back. I'm back in town. <laughs> Tells us that in order to live according to God's plan for our lives, we must be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. It also tells us that we must forget our past and look toward those things that are ahead. In addition to the gift of a brand new year, God has given us the gifts of keeping the past where it belongs and looking to the present and the future, doing new things in him that shall spring forth. Isn't that good news? If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more teachings by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.